This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's Spanky. It's inconsistent. On the Fubar Radio. The jokes about it like it's inconsistent. Yeah, that's. No, we've got a new. There's that Joey Page doing our Ident. Joey Page is doing our Ident. Hang on. What? Nick Helm and. Oh, God. He's everywhere. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he was at my gig on, ah. the, on, the, on the radio. Stalking. Everywhere he is talking, he is talking. He's talking all over our ident. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good already. God, I bloody love Edinburgh. Uh, it's great up here. Oh yeah, uh, you're in Edinburgh. Aren't you? you come down. Know. Can't even see my poster anymore because of all of the stars. Covered um, in stars. Mm, yeah. So I'm um, bloody enjoying it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's great. You have a nice time. Have you had any uh, Edinburgh? Do you, do you get go for any of the fast food that's in Edinburgh or anything you look forward to? The fast food in Edinburgh. Well, my favourite place in Edinburgh is obviously City Cafe. City Cafe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, uh, but I, uh, you know, I try and I try and be healthy when I'm up in Edinburgh. It's a long slog, so I'm actually getting through it. So, uh, in a couple of days, I'm going to go to City Cafe. Yeah. Uh, get myself a king rib meal. Oh, lovely. I do like a city cafe. Mm. Mm. Is that your favourite? Actually, that's probably my favourite. That's one of the things I always look forward to. I wouldn't say it's my favourite. I, um, I like uh, the pie maker. Was it that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, pie maker. I like pie maker. I like uh, getting one. Do you have out. a tatty dog? What, a pie maker? What's that? It's like uh, a hot dog that's covered in potato and then deep fried. Like mash. Oh, God. Um, that sounds... That's... Mm. That sort of sounds all right, but then again, it sounds disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, no, I would have a, I think they're called scotch pies. Oh, and yeah, yeah, They yeah. are just sort of like sausage meat in a pie yeah. that have been, like, roasted. <laughs> Literally salivating. And uh, what else would I have? Uh, I like deep-fried haggis as well. I think it's absolutely just fucking delicious. I don't know um, if I've had deep fried haggis. I've had certainly I enjoy a haggis. Well, it's like battered. It's battered haggis. So yeah. instead of it being like a fish or a sausage, it's, yeah, yeah. A ha- it's haggis. It's delicious. Um, but aside from that, no, I've just been eating healthy, um, <laughs> working out, working things are working out. Yeah, <laughs> not doing too many extra gigs on the side. Yeah, you know, just yeah, enjoying yeah. my time up here. Just Go trying on. to enjoy it. Yeah, just trying to, not even trying to enjoy it, just enjoying it. It's just coming to me. It's You're not really going for the awards this year. <laughs> not really going to worry about the awards <laughs> this year. Um, just having a nice, just trying to have a nice time, chill out. Just See some friends. Uh, do you know what? The thing is, the secret to it is uh, just writing a, writing a good show. Yeah. And that's it, you know. The people that come in every day are enjoying it, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just let the uh, I let the, the the panel and the judges and the reviewers I let them yeah I let them just fight amongst themselves yeah My, the judges for me are the audience that are enjoying it every day that's what I say <laughs> they let it come along the judges for me are their own high standards and uh, <laughs> and the real audience they're all giving them uh, the, the judges for me are my own high standards and they're all giving me the thumbs up so. So I guess uh, a great time. I guess, I guess just, I'm having a fucking great time up here in yeah. Edinburgh. If that's what you're asking, yeah. If you're asking, I wasn't just saying it then. No, I'm just bloody loving it. Um, <laughs> but then I, there are other places I like to eat. You know, I like to you know, eat in that uh, Italian restaurant that's uh, been taken over by a pirate ship. What? You never eaten there? No, I don't think so. Where's that? I think it's where. 
think there might be. You don't you don't know the Italian restaurant that's got like <laughs> a pirate ship. It's in got it. like doubloons and uh, uh, pirate skeletons in cages, and <laughs> you've never no. eaten there. Oh my god, I eat there every year. Where is it? It's um, uh, it, I th- you know, there's a there's a free fringe venue on uh, that's downstairs in an Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be that restaurant. Oh, but yeah. But there's a back... You go through it, and it's all sort of like a, a, a normal restaurant. Yeah. And then uh, around the back, there's this big dining room. And it's called, like... It's called, like, something like... Is it called, like, Chow Bella or something? Yeah, something like that. I think that the corner of it is opposite Brass Monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That, that is... Yeah, I can't believe you've never... I've been in there, but I don't know if I've ever... Uh... I'm in there now. <laughs> <laughs> live from La- Ciao Bella. Live from Ciao Bella. <laughs> um, like Mama used to make. I just I like a Mama used to make. Ciao Bella there. My, Come to Ciao Bella. My favorite movie? Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Of course it makes sense. Of course it does. Sponsored by Ciao Bella. Ciao Bella. Fan club. Um... Yeah, obviously it's a pre-record. <laughs> my my Edinburgh will no doubt be an absolute clusterfuck. So <laughs> uh, I think what I like about I like in Edinburgh that you can get uh, Iron Brew on tap. Oh, I love oh it. yeah, Fucking I love hell. it. Fucking hell, I love Iron Brew. Oh, Post mix Iron Brew. Oh, I love it. I love that they sell it in glass bottles, and if you take the glass bottle back, you get twenty five p off your next purchase. Yes. It's fucking. If, if they don't. If they're not still doing that in Edinburgh, then they should. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you're listening to Five Star Fan Club. My name's Nick Helm, and I'm joined, as always, in the studio. <laughs> I don't know why so. You're listening to Nick and Nathaniel McCarthy. Five Star Fan Club. And uh, yeah, uh, my name's Nick Helm. This is Nathaniel McCarthy. <laughs> this is. Five star fan club. Fan club, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First rule of fan club is tell your friends about fan club. And the second rule of fan club is please, for the love of Mike, please tell your friends about fan club. Club. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just tell them. Just, if, you, if, you, if you're there, I mean, you can tell it's a pre-record because it's so relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but if you're, if you're sat... Uh, in a place that has a window, open the window, stick your head out it, uh, unless it's a train. Uh, and shout, <laughs> and shout fan club. <laughs> and shout fan club. Uh, people won't know what you mean, but... Um, Say shout, toot toot, join the fan club express <laughs> as loud as you can, and they'll all know what you mean, and they'll get on their phones and subscribe. Uh yeah, and uh, and keep the keep keep getting those t-shirts printed as well with all of the uh, slogans. Slogans on, on yeah, yeah. Have you seen any in in real life? Yeah, it's always fun, isn't it, when you're walking about town and you see all the people with yeah. that. Yeah, I saw one fucking t-shirt the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it said, uh, it said, uh, you seen fan? You you listen to fan club on the front? Mm. And I was just like, it can't mean us, can they? Mm-hmm. And when they walked past on the back, it said. <laughs> Nat's a real hun yeah. and I was just like oh my god yeah I was angry at first because there was no mention of me exactly yeah, yeah. you know uh, the, you know, the driving force <laughs> 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 the, 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 the genius 
uh, behind the uh, the uh, booking. <laughs> but, but then I was like, you know, it's true. I guess that is a real hun. But it also meant that they'd listened to um, some of the early days. Yeah. So I just thought it's it's a very layered t-shirt yeah. it's, it's got a lot of layers to it and then i realized that's because they were also wearing a cardigan so uh <laughs> i thought you want to take that off because it's quite warm, it's warm but now. then you don't know what the weather's going to be like no wonder they've got so many layers on. i mean it's warm during the day then it gets cool in the evening doesn't cool it? in the evening you what, what are you meant to do well, you I just mean, don't know what to wear in the morning do you you're out all day what am i gonna wear what am i gonna wear what if it rains later God, you end point. up bloody leaving the house every day with a fucking suitcase yes don't you um, yeah. and there's no overhead locker at work. This is like uh, proper proper DJing. This is like proper DJing. Do you know why? Eh? Wasps. Um. <laughs> uh, oh bloody hell! I know. <laughs> oh god! It's a pre-record. I saw somewhere in a T-shirt. Uh, I think the, the real problem is that we don't want to give away any of the good stuff because we've got a live show tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what you saw a T-shirt? Saw a t-shirt saying what? That said, that just said uh, something we'd written across it like a gaggle of schoolgirls, and I couldn't <laughs> tell whether that was a fan club T-shirt or one for vicious. There's definitely like uh, some Ian McKellen fans. It just sounded like a gaggle of schoolgirls. That was the worst Ian McKellen yet. Well, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit under the weather. Well, it's a pre-record, Ian. We're all feeling it. Maybe come back tomorrow and do a belter. <laughs> Make it so. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> He's here as well. Um, <laughs> um, I saw a T-shirt. I saw a fucking fan club yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and. Uh, um, the front of the T-shirt said, uh, "You've been listening to Fan Club lately," <laughs> and then they, uh, and they walk, and I was just like, "It can't mean us." Yeah. They walk by, and on the back it said, uh, "Not mentioned John Carpenter in a while." So <laughs> you just like go. Uh, I was just thinking, no, I thought we hadn't, uh, but you know uh, that that remark that was made a couple of weeks ago, a few months ago now, uh, really threw me. But uh, no, I guess we hadn't mentioned John Carpenter in a while. So. So, so the t-shirt companies, and it wasn't like a homemade t-shirt as well. It was one of them um, knockoff t-shirts that you get in Topshop. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they've got like Guns N' Roses or the Ramones sure, on them that sure. are worn by people that have never heard of R- yeah, Ramones yeah. or uh, the the Ram the Ram Ram ones. The Ram ones. Hmm. <laughs> How you ones. pronounce? Oh the, yeah, yeah, the Ram ones. The Ramones. If you'd never heard of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guns and Guns and Guns and Guns and Guns My favourite band Guns and I saw a t-shirt Oh yeah And there was someone wearing it And they had They said I love It said Nick And then it said And Nathaniel Metcalf's Fan club Yeah On Foo Bar Radio Right Yeah 12pm Till 2pm on Friday. And I went, are you talking about us? <laughs> and they were, it was. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I saw a guy walking down the road uh, and he had, um, he was marching down the road, he was. Mm. Uh, and uh, he, on his jacket, uh, he had five stars. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't work out whether he was a general. Yeah. Or whether he was a fan of the show. But I'm pretty sure he's a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> um, 
I saw this week. Uh, what have you been a fan of this week, Nathaniel? I'm pretty sure I saw something. Oh, I tell you what, there was a guy in the fucking... I did a preview, and there was a guy that looked exactly like Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you think for a second it might be? Did you have that in your head? No. Um, uh, my friend who had come to the preview uh, had, um, uh, had seen him and thought, fucking hell, no, not Patrick Stewart. And then they saw the person that Patrick Stewart was with, uh, and it wasn't Patrick Stewart's wife. And they said, but it can't be Patrick Stewart then, <laughs> because that woman is not Patrick Stewart's wife. <laughs> and so in that, in that fantasy world where for a moment there, you think that Patrick Stewart is coming uh, to see a, uh, an underpopulated pre Edinburgh preview. <laughs> um, you go, oh, he's well, a he, massive fan. Well, he's a massive fan, but um, he'd, he'd never... He'd never share comedy with a woman other than his wife. Um, so, uh, but I got him on stage and I did my Patrick Stewart impressions. Uh, uh, and uh, I said, I got him on stage anyway. And then when he was stood next to me, I was just like, fucking hell, he looks exactly like Patrick Stewart. Similar and kind I, of age. I was going, yeah, he, like, he looked exactly like him. <laughs> but like exactly like him to the point that, you know, and I was, and I was just was thinking. Was it Tom Hardy? I, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was an older Tom Hardy. Right. It was, um, but um, he was, uh, yeah, I was looking at him. And I was just thinking, is it worth even mentioning? Because I think I might be the only person that really knows who Patrick Stewart is, right? No, not that knows who Patrick Stewart is. But I was in my head thinking, is that a nerdy thing to say? Or is that kind of like just a common knowledge? And yeah, then I yeah. just said, you know, you look so much like Patrick Stewart. And everyone was like, yeah, he does, he does. And he just went, make it so. <laughs> like that. He actually said it. Um, but he didn't do the voice. So I did the voice for him and uh, blew them away. Got to say, it's going to be part of my show. Yeah, you invite him along every day in Edinburgh. Every day. Every day. And you're living with him now, aren't you, in Edinburgh? Uh, yeah, but um, he's not actually going to be part of it. He's just going to be flyering. Right. Um, just to earn his keep, get, yeah. him, on, get him on stage. Yeah. Uh, he'll, as he hands out the flyers, he'll go, come. <laughs> 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 that, that's what he says in Star Trek Next Generation when uh, people knock on his door yeah do you think it's such a weird thing to <laughs> come <laughs> it's weird it's not, Gregory Peck it's in, uh, in uh, Gregory Peck I fucking still haven't forgiven him <laughs> I still haven't forgiven him uh, I call him Gregory Peckerhead that's, <laughs> that's nice what, that's what I call him I when don't, um, I don't. when Gregory Peck answers the phone in the omen he always goes hello this is he and <laughs> that's right like this is he this is he this is he <laughs> that's Gregory Peck Gregoire um, <laughs> whenever he answers the phone in the omen, what the one time and you've rewatched it? <laughs> no, he does it a few times in the omen. This is he. This is he. I, oh, what does Gregory Peck sound like? An sounds American. like a real. Sounds like a real treat right now. Uh, we, I mean, <laughs> fucking um, right. So, what have you been a fan of this week? Well, I've been a fan. <laughs> I've been enjoying. I'm doing all my previews. I've got no time to watch nothing. I, said, I watched um, I watched Doomed on Amazon Prime, which is the making the um, uh, the uh, fucking uh, Carl Urban uh, rock movie from the no. early two thousands. No, I watched Doomed, 
The making D double O M E D. Oh, you pronouncing it doomed? Yeah. I thought it was Doamed. <laughs> right. right, okay, I'm with you. Which is the making of the Roger Corman Fantastic Portal. Oh, right. Oh, that's very clever because of uh, it's Doctor, got a character in it, Dr. Doam. Dr. Doam, yeah, yeah, yeah. All this time. Uh, right, okay. So, so where, where's that on? Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. I've got Amazon Prime and I never watch it. It's like, what, you know, they take money out of my account every month. And I much prefer Amazon Prime and Netflix. Why? I just think they've got, like, films on I want to watch. Netflix, I just can look at look down their list of films and go, none of them. Uh, that's half the battle, none isn't them. it? Half the bloody battle. I find it a bit depressing going through Netflix. Do you? They always try and work out whatever, how they manage to get those films. So it's like, but they tail- oh, they've got, they've got such and such too. Have they got the first one? No. They tailor it for you. But they're, they're doing a terrible job if they are. Um, it's just what you've watched and what you've liked. And if you've watched a load of stuff that you haven't liked, then they'll go, oh, you watch that, I'll recommend you this. Oh. If you go on someone else's Netflix, it's a different list. What, really? Yeah. There's stuff in there that you can't I mean, find they, easy. They, they have the worst algorithm thing in the world. I, I, th- I agree, because I get recommended all sorts of shit that I absolutely don't want to watch. Okay. Maybe that. Well. And also, stand-up comedy is well like, high on the list, and you go, I don't want to watch any of these people. Yeah. Yeah, I just like watching <laughs> films. Films what I like. If it was, if it was a real ind- indication of uh, of uh, what I would like to watch, it would just be uh, you'd switch it on, and it would just be Predator. <laughs> There'd be yeah. one thing to pick from. <laughs> do you know what? Though? I'd prefer that. I think I'd just go. Yeah, just all right. I'll do that. I'll just give in. Um. Amazon, though, I think are really good because even like I find that Amazon recommends bit when they recommend me things, they go, uh, it's always like, I mean, that algorithm works perfectly because Amazon knows me better than my friends and family (laughs) if they'll buy me gifts. I look at it and go, it's incredible. I want all that. Amazon, uh, what do they have on Amazon then? Because Amazon, uh, because I still like buying Blu rays Mm. and DVDs, and Amazon always. recommend sort of like giallos to me mm. uh, for like you might get an email from Amazon and they say oh would you like to buy that and I go yeah and I just click on it yeah. and I go yeah I'd like to buy that 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 and that yeah. I'm not buying anything at the moment because I've got a mortgage but um, but oh I've got a wish list I've bought myself a, a giallo coming what is coming it? on the way not seen it but it's called Double Face and it's got Klaus Kinski in it and I'm like yeah and it's giallo yeah oh. so I'm a bit like yeah is Klaus Kinski still alive? Yep, I think so. Believe so. Is he? I don't know. You know, because I've not heard from him in a while. No, he hasn't been around. He, I've, uh, he's not. We haven't had him on Fan de- Club oh, yet. He's, he's dead. He died in 1991. Well, that'll be 91. Why, 91. Wow. Wow. They didn't make much of a hoo ha about that, did they? Oh. Um, anyway, regardless of that, try and book him. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, right. Okay. So tell us about Doomed. Oh, Doomed is the making of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, and uh, it's the one that never really ever got released. There's lots of like bootlegs came out of it. And I've things. got I got a bootleg of it. <clears throat> it's like um, it's like a, a 
It's like a pilot for a 90s TV show. Right. Basically, the, the which which film company made it? Was it Universal? I think it's... No, I don't think... I think it's just Corman's own one, so I think it's New World, it's isn't it? It's not. I don't think it is. Oh, is it? I thought it was... I thought it... Uh, it might be Fox, then, because I think it was... Um, I thought... Yeah. It, it was... Uh, what's the word? Uh, pushed down. They were, like... They kept it down. Yeah, so they basically... They were lo- going to lose the rights unless they made a Fantastic Four movie. That's right. right? That comes they up, had to at least make... It. So they got Roger Corman to come along, famous low budget uh, uh, exploitation B movie, mm-hmm. movie uh, B movie maker, and um, uh, they said right, you've got a budget of a million. So basically, I think if they spent a million on making a film, it was cost less than renewing the rights or losing the rights, or or, the, or they had to basically do something with the property before, yeah, before uh, or else it would revert back to Marvel. So uh, yeah, they made uh, <laughs> they made the film for a million. There's a couple of like recognisable people in it as well, aren't there? Uh, yeah, but, the, but the special effects are bad. Um, uh, but the makeup, I think that they it looks like the comic book. Well, that's what the the guys that are talking about. It, I've never seen it, but the guys talking about it. One is like a sort of like big comic fan, and he was really worried about it when he heard it was like Roger Corman doing it. But he said whoever they got to write the script is obviously like a big Fantastic Four fan. Okay. The script on paper is re- like it was really good, and everyone was really like up for it, and all these people signed up for it, and um, it was never meant to be. But nobody knew this. No. I don't think Roger Corman knew this. No, I don't. But think it was so. never meant to be seen by the living. Yeah, I think that is. It, it. was basically they were going to make made it a film. and then bury it. Yeah, and the 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 thing that just makes you kind of sad about it is that how it's it's sort of done on the cheap, and but everyone involved in it is really trying their best. They're like um, they're not. Um, no one's like phoning it in. They've all they've all come to work, and they've got all these stories about the bloke Johnny Storm is played by Jay Underwood, uh, the shitty boyfriend in Uncle Buck. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but they've done things like they're talking about. It, like, yeah, when we're filming it, we're all hanging out on set because we're all the Fantastic Four, and we thought. Well, we should like we should try and like sort of form a friendship. So like when we weren't filming, we were like hanging out. What so that it would, it so, would like, come across on be, screen? Yeah, so there'd be like this chemistry. And we're all hanging out. That's and the a guy really played... shit way reason to hang out with people. <laughs> hey, let's let's be friends so that when <laughs> we're being filmed, uh, it's just, it just looks more natural. That's what we did. We just did that thing where we just hung out for for years and then do a radio show. So it, it sounds. What uh, are you talking about? Nothing. Sorry, I was reading. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bloke who played Doctor Doom um, would do that thing where he goes, I'm Doctor Doom as well, so I want to be further away. So even oh, though they're no! mates, the bloke who's Doctor Doom would be like hiding himself away. Like, uh, like I don't want to hang out with these guys. So I want oh, them to feel like there's a distance. No! And then it never comes and you just think, you've just had like a miserable time on set where you've just sort of... To be fair, they would have filmed it in 10 days. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not like... It wasn't like the worst time of his so life. You just but think about it. Like this bloke is like they've all it? gone. They've all really gone. Like well, I'll keep myself away from you guys, so I can sort of feel there's a bit of a distance between us. You just imagine on the set, you know, he'd be in the next room at the hotel crying while they're all playing Twister, uh, or something. I imagine Mr. Fantastic would be great at Twister. <laughs> oh, he was an actor. Sorry, it's, uh, it. Uh, <laughs> 
There's just loads of stuff like that that makes you go, oh, it just makes you a bit sad People because a bit it's just that they're, uh, yeah, they're all sort of really trying. But it's like they've got no idea. It's like, this is never coming out. But they're all like treating it like, and it's obviously like a really like shitty production. And they were like, yeah, we're in this. It wasn't really a studio. And there was like, um, and you could see like. Um, yeah, but I bet they were treated really well. Oh yeah, I think it's probably quite a nice. Uh, and Roger Corman's been going for fucking years, and mm. so I bet he treated. Yeah, I think I imagine that he treated everyone really well. Yeah, I don't think anyone was mistreated or anything because yeah. for them they're just making another Roger Corman movie. Mm. So it's, I think it's probably everyone's having quite a nice time. It's just that the people on it are just sort of taking it very seriously and investing something of themselves in it, and yet there's just this is things never going to come out. Have you seen? I mean, because I from what I remember, I can't remember when I saw it. Maybe uh, twenty. 20 years ago um, I think I bought the bootleg off of eBay or something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I just remember it feeling like a sort of like um, a cross between uh, the new adventures of Superman and um, and it was quite garish so it was kind of like the new adventures of Superman with kind of like the sensibilities of maybe um uh, Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles right. Two uh, mixed with. Uh, I, just, I remember there's some sort of like underground stuff and there's some monsters. Um, and oh yeah, yeah. Said bits of it. Oh, you haven't the seen the actual man. film though. You haven't no, seen but I'm sort of. I haven't seen the film. Um, but you've seen the making of the film. Oh, I, I find that really interesting. I think that I I do find it really. In, I, f- I find it f- quite interesting. I was never a massive Fantastic Four fan. I've never really... But that's because there hasn't actually been the media to support it. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? They've, tri- they've made four Fantastic Four movies now. Uh, they made that one, the Roger Corman one. And then they made uh, the... Uh, Two. Jessica... Alba. Alba one. Then they made the sequel to that. Uh, which was meant to be better, but I didn't watch it. That's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen the first one. I saw the, saw the sequel. I think maybe I've seen the sequel. Maybe it was on the back in, in the background while I was doing something else once. And then um, uh, the new one, which I have seen the new one. The latest, or the last one, Fan, oh, yeah, fan yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick. Fant, Fant Stick. <laughs> um, yeah, and that is... I'm, I mean, everyone was saying how terrible it was. I just was... I didn't think it was terrible, and I, I watched sort of like interestingly, I watched a documentary about the making of that one this week, about what went wrong with the Fantastic for the Josh Trank one from yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, basically, he was trying to make a David Cronenberg movie, like he wanted to make like this body horror movie. They'd done like the Roger Corman one, which was very cheesy and low budget. Then they did the Tim Story one. Is that his name? The director yeah, that, he, that did the um, that did the uh, the Jessica Alba ones. What's his name? Ewan Grifford. Yeah, Ian Grifford. Ewan Grifford. Ewan Grifford. Um, uh, so, so they did those ones, which were kind of like um, family-friendly, big, brash, uh, mm. colourful adventures. It feels like they. I guess they're the closest to the comics, but they're not. They don't nail it at all. I, d- I don't understand why it's been so difficult for them to nail it. Yeah, and, and it feel, they feel because the Fantastic Four comics feel very much like, like, like most Marvel movies get close to what they're like. The closest thing to a Fantastic Four film is Incredibles. That's what. That's kind of the tone of the right. comics. Right. That's. I mean, that's not very in vogue at the moment. 
And so I guess what Josh Trank wanted to basically the origin story from Fantastic Four is they go on a space mission. Five of them go on a space mission. Uh, is it is that what it is? Yeah. Well, that's what it is in the films. But I just thought Victor Von Doom was just uh, he was the he was the king of his own realm or the president yeah, of his own area. country. Yeah, yeah. So does he go to space with them? No. Although I think in some versions of it they have retcons that into it. So but not initially, no. So there's kind of like a version where he's just this... E- and I think that uh, Victor Von Doom... They're meant to have gone to... They're, they're meant to be, like, friends, though, Reed Richardson. I think um, Victor Von Doom now is supposed to have gone to college with Sue Storm and Reed Ridiculous. Richards. Because I, I always thought of Dr... Reed Richards was kind of, like, in his, like, 40s. Like, he's the dad. Yeah. And then you know, you've got Johnny Storm, who's kind of, like, not quite a teenager, but he's, like, early 20s. Yeah. And they're, like, a family where yeah. they're kind of, like, different age groups and they're kind of, like, all working together. So they all go to space and they get hit by some, like, radiation. And when they come back, they've each got, like, a different skill. So there's uh, Sue Storm, who's the Invisible Woman. Uh, there's Johnny Storm, her brother, who... Uh, uh, He's a hotshot. He's a hotshot. So he, he um, so Sue Storm doesn't want people looking at her or something. So she becomes invisible, and he's a hotshot. So he becomes the Human Torch, and then you've got Ben Grimm, who's uh, got a tough exterior. So he becomes. Uh, I can't believe I know their names. As and well. he can't. He can't change back. So he becomes. He becomes the thing. So he's only a monster. And then you've got Reed Richards, who's basically uh, Mr. Elastic. Fantastic. Uh, Sorry, that? Mr. Fantastic, oh. but he is elastic. Uh, but he, yeah, right, okay. So he, <laughs> he, uh, Stretch Armstrong. That's basically what he is. And then, uh, and then you got Victor Von Doom. Right, so that's the thing. And so what Josh Trank wanted to do is he wanted to take that. It was just a, it's a bit of a fun thing. Oh, we've all got these different um, abilities now that have come back from space. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to make a hard R body horror movie it wasn't though right wasn't that hard art? or was well, it what happened was he wanted to make a hard art body horror film where it's basically these people going into space getting hit by radiation and coming back and slowly their bodies were sort of like changing and contorting and it was about so he wanted to do it kind of like um uh the fly um and i think it, they go interdimensional do they in the remake or am I thinking of what Dan Aykroyd wanted to do with Ghostbusters? I don't know. Um, I'm getting... I, I, I'm not a Fantastic Four fan. I haven't seen this new one, so I don't know. Um, well, <clears throat> they, get to, they get to this place, and then they all get this... And then, so basically, the studio watched, saw it, and they were like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he made this, like, horror show. How did he get that far? I, well, they did it with Star Wars. <laughs> they filmed 95% of Solo, and then they reshot it. Um and the studio saw it and they went, oh no, and then they demanded all of these reshoots. And then the, I, can't, I don't know anything about But the, the woman that was in it, uh, they, uh, she'd had a haircut, so they gave her a bad wig. And you can actually see, like, in between each shot, um, uh, which, what are the reshoots? Because yeah, all the reshoots, she's got a wig that's a different colour from her actual hair in the film. Um, uh, it's just weird. I don't, I don't mind in principle them doing that, but I think to do a sort of take off of that stuff, you have to at least have made the correct one I feel like you've just got to have some right inter- you've just got to do it do it so people go I get it and then you can do variants of it if you want to that's how I feel about Batman I feel like there hasn't been one except for the animated stuff mm. I, I, I feel like there hasn't been one and not the new animated stuff either I'm, I mean I think I've seen Mask of the Phantasm like ten times and I love it 
but uh, which is based on the 90s animated series. Mm. But I would say like the new stuff that DC are just churning out is kind of really unsatisfying. Mm. The animation looks cheap. Uh, except for Batman Ninja, which I still don't didn't enjoy as a... Um, uh, I don't love it. And I probably won't rewatch it, but the animation in it didn't look like it looked. It looked like yeah, um, yeah. it looked like Studio Ghibli, 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 Ghibli. It looked like uh, Miyazaki. Right, it looked like that. Yeah. So, um, uh, so it kind of like it was that quality. Okay. And you just go, oh, that's brilliant. But a lot of the time, it just looks really fucking. Yeah, dirty. I think they're made for like a, a sort of home video audience, they're, aren't they? Absolutely, and it's and it's a huge improvement from the early Disney kind of straight mm-hmm. to video stuff. But like, um, I don't know, the, the, those original designs were so classic. Yeah, yeah, they're that, great. Um, um, uh, and then they were sort of like they st- started cutting corners, and then they never looked as good. But um, but w- but my point is that the the Batman on film has never really it's never really been the Batman that I've had in my head. Mm. So I'm always, so as good as the Dark Knight is, and as good as kind of like and as, as fondly as people remember the Tim Burton stuff, kind of like it's still not. Mm. So when Ben Affleck turned up in his grey kind of jersey and uh, his small ears and. Go fucking hell! Are they really going to nail it? Mm. And that's—I think—that's one of the reasons why I liked half of Batman versus Superman so much. Was just yeah. that I felt like they got so much of it right. That's why I think it's as a Batman thing. I think the the sort of Ben Affleck Batman stuff is always really good, and I think it kind of looks great on screen. I kind of think it, it, just in that film, yeah, in yeah. Justice League, they absolutely fuck it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's all those nice bits in Superman versus Batman where he's where he's on the wall and the Batman police are going around. Superman. Batman versus Superman. Where he's on the wall and the police are looking for him. It's the best and introduction goes, oh, to the character. Great, yeah. It's like a horror film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's so, sort of what I thought they were going to do with Batman Begins, where, um, uh, where this, but it was actually just a shot of the scarecrow. But what I thought they were going to do was do it like a horror film. And there are bits of it that are like a horror film, except for the fact that you're already introduced to Batman by that point, mm. when they're all getting kind of like um, uh, dragged off into the shadows. Yeah. Um, but when um, he's got kind of like all of the slime dribbling out of his mouth and he's shouting at the... Is he shouting at the scarecrow by that point? I think that so, Someone's yeah. been got, got the fear gas um, that's... Uh, that's yeah, someone's been kind of like affected by the fear gas and then the Batman's out. And I thought that's what they were going to do. It was going to... I would love to see like quite... Uh, like a low-budget Batman movie, mm. which is like a horror film. I think that's what they're trying to do with Spawn. Oh, are they? That's, mm. that's an interesting thing. They're, that's directed by Todd McFarlane. So I don't know if they're kind of doing. No, he is. He's like. And it seems like a really odd thing where he's totally involved in it. It's but I gonna, think it is it low budget. Is that the idea? Yeah, the idea is that it's a low budget film and he's kind of keep re- keeps referencing Jaws and Spawn is like Jaws and he just keeps popping up here and there. Okay. And he's like this overbearing presence. But the, the thing I worry about Todd McFarlane is he hasn't directed anything, has he? No. And so it's kind of like. Um, you go. Like, what it makes me think of is passion projects like the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt, and uh, the Bruce Campbell movie, The Man um, with the Screaming Brain, where Bruce Campbell tried to get The Man with the Screaming Brain made for years, and then uh, he made all these sanctions to it, where he basically ended up filming in. It was set in America, and he ended up filming it in Bulgaria. So he changed the script so it was filmed in Bulgaria because it was cheap, and. 
and it just got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and then he said oh, I'll direct it and so he directed it and you just like it's awful it's you know and it's kind of like what's really frustrating is that Ted Raimi's in it it's like you know Sam Raimi like it, but you also know Scott Spiegel and you know you know, you know all of these um, you know Rob Tapper Rob Tapper and mm. it's just kind of like there were all these other people that you know that would have helped you make it into a better... Like the same with My Name is Bruce. And you go, this film is kind of like... It's a passion project that you've made and then you've directed it. And it's just kind of like... It would have been better off in the hands of someone that could really... That, that had... Mm. A, even if it was just a young, a young new director that was just thrilled to be working with Bruce Campbell, then just get them to do it. And the Todd McFarlane Spawn thing is that I, I doubt that Todd McFarlane can do a better job than the terrible 90s mm, yeah. Spawn movie, and that was terrible. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how this turns out, because it's... Uh, <coughs> um, it does feel like... Everything you hear about it, you go, really? Okay. I, so I, it, looks, it sort of sounds like impressive that... Oh, then and they've let you make it. Wow! And then you, but then the more I think you hear it like that, you go, "All right." So it is like you've been, uh, you know, if it's on a tiny budget, that's how you can direct it. I think it. it's because, because he's like one of the only people that really wants to see this film made. Yeah. So they've gone. If that's what you want, and it's thirty million, and you think that you can guarantee us our money back, then sure, go ahead and do it. But I just really think, I mean, that, I loved Spawn. Until the film, the comic book, I loved the comic book. And then the film came out and it killed it. I was just like, oh, God. Well, I loved the comic as a kid, but it's, it's very like, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that I think you like as a kid, but I don't know if it's... It's like horror comics for kids. But I think as adults, you look at it and it's it's very like... But sort of be like, oh, right, say, well, yeah, it's 90s as well. But there's mm. stuff like he kills paedophiles in yeah, it. it does, and, yeah. stuff, and it's kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is aimed at kids, I suppose, or teenagers, but it's kind of like you wouldn't get away with that stuff. There was a point in the Spawn comic book where basically he was selling toys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there'd be like a character, he'd have a character called Cygor, which was a uh, cybernetic gorilla. Yeah. And then it would come out as it would be. It'd probably in, be an advert in the back of the comic going, Do you want to get the toy of that? He'd be in two issues or one issue. He had a toy company, didn't he? And then Pod he had, toys yeah, that he but created. To, uh, they, but they were incredible. Yeah, yeah. Those, those toys, they got like all these amazing properties. They got. Um, uh, they got Ash from Evil D- Army of Darkness when, uh, when nobody knew what Army of Darkness was. They did was. all the, the kind of kiss figures. They, they kind of relaunched all the kiss they were, stuff. He's in got, the I got an Alice Cooper. He did Alice Cooper. You know, there was like loads of... Um, they, I think like famously they're, they're meant to have kind of reinvigorated the toy line because he was like going... I think someone basically offered him loads of money to do spawn toys. And he said... And when he saw the designs, he was like, oh no, you can do better than that. And then just realised that if you're going to pay me this much to do this, I'll just do it myself and have all the... The details, yeah. the detail on them was really amazing. Do you mean that they reinvigorated the toy industry? Yeah, well, they changed it. Because I think that basically uh, before that, there was... You, you, I mean, I'd go into the comic shop and there'd be these Todd toys. And now you go into comic shops and it's like 50% toys. Mm. It's like toys are such a huge... You go into Forbidden Planet and it's all toys. Mm. And then there's kind of like a comic section downstairs. But like... Um, that's the thing that gets people through. Like, and, and then yeah. I, the, you get. I mean, I used to collect bobbleheads, but basically they don't make them anymore. And now it's all pop figures, uh, pop vinyls, and um, so I've got a few of them. But I don't love them. Mm. But um, I really love bobbleheads. Mm. <laughs> but the Tom McFarlane toys are just uh, yeah, they were they were incredible. Um, I just don't think there was that one thing where he had like in one issue he. Um, 
basically said, and this is where we make them. And people just wrote into him. This is when you wrote into magazines and they were like, nice one, Todd, showing us pictures of your fucking sweatshop. Because it was like this sweatshop in China that, that they were making all of the Todd toys. <laughs> and he showed pictures of like the working conditions like in the back of the magazine saying, like promoting the toys. And everyone was like, going, that looks like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I... Anyway, so this Josh Trank... Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of worried about... I'm not really worried about this point. I'm just like, if it happens, I'll be surprised. I'd be interested to see it. It's kind of like Jamie Foxx in it, isn't it? He's, he's, he's playing Spawn. Is he? Mm. Well, he wanted to play Spawn, I think. He really wanted to. But he'll, he'll be taking a massive pay cut. I mean, like, he basically, Todd McFarlane has wanted to make this movie for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Ever since... 22 years, ever since the, the last one. The first one, yeah. And, um... Uh, and... Oh... It's like The Dirt. They wanted to make that film. They, like, there have been so many rumours about that. And then the idea obviously got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and shrunk until the fact is, oh, we'll do it on Netflix then. Mm. And then it's kind of like, oh, my God, the wigs look rubbish, the costumes look rubbish, the tone is just doesn't match the book in any way. Um, and the book was a revelation, and the film is just kind of like, oh, we just wanted to get it done. Tick. We've done it now. And it's such a disappointment. We've achieved our ambition of 20 years. And it's like... Oh, you're happy about it? Yeah, yeah, great. But I would love to see a Batman, a low-budget sort of mid-level Batman movie that's kind of... Most new Batman movie is kind of interesting because what no one seems to talk about, this thing, this Robert Pattinson version is, presumably it is just the younger version of the Ben Affleck one, right? Presumably Um, that's the idea. No, I think that they're just... Oh, they've just gone gone for broke again. I think (laughs) they're scrapping it. I think they're doing doing one-offs now. Uh, they're oh, are they? Um We've got to play a song, yeah. uh, and then let's talk about that. Uh, just writing that. Fan Club on Fubar Radio. That's the old one. That's the old one. Yeah, we've switched back. Look, like, so what normally happens is, Natalie, is that when I press number one, that is Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club. And when I press, press number two, it's Nick and Nat's fan club. Right? So uh, number two is now the old Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club. And number one is now Joey Page's Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's so something's got to be done about that by tomorrow now um batman batman so they're making a low budget well it's not a low budget what was the mid-budget film that they made they they they, they deliberately made it was a superhero film and a mid-budget mi- they're talking about that with a joker one aren't they that's what it is is it no, it's not that. There's, there was kind of like a mid-budget superhero movie that they made. Maybe it's one of the Punisher films. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I think The Joker is a mid-budget film where they kind of like... And by that, it's like 50 to 70 million. Um, yeah, so it's not. But it's just like, just don't spend... <laughs> what happens is when you put, spend 200 million on something is that it becomes all about spectacle and it's all about like, right, well, then we're going to have like a... 
uh, a city with one of them uh, light beams coming out of it and uh, there's going to be all these CGI monsters in the sky and then and then every single Marvel and DC film all sort of like end up just looking they're like you've got a film and then the last third of it is like this CGI yeah, kind yeah. of fest and you go um, that's not really what Batman is and to put Batman in that context is kind of uh, mis yeah. misusing the character what you really want to do is do sort of like a detective film yeah. where there's elements of or like a horror film where it's kind of Batman in the shadows uh, fighting fire or just use the character once right and then do what you like with it but they haven't done it yet mm. um, it's like I mean I always say it but the Christopher Nolan films are basically he's embarrassed to be making Batman films yeah. so. you could really do you could do quite cheap Batman films and do them really well you can just get a good like story and film that on the cheap and it wouldn't be in a way that you can't do with Fantastic Four that you can't do a, you can't do a one million dollar version of it because it's it's essentially like science fiction it has to be special effects yeah. you've got I mean you've got each each of the main characters has got this uh, is a special effect yeah. um, whereas Batman is a guy in a costume that can do kung fu yeah um, and yeah I mm, um yeah, I'd like to... Anyway, I've st I don't know why it's been so difficult for them to get one Fantastic Four film made. Mm. I, what I admire about Ben Affleck uh, is that... Um, uh, and I, 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 I guess we'll never know. That maybe one day there'll be kind of like the truth about it all. But yeah, you know, I mean, he was working on writing and directing his Batman film. And uh, then he kept like saying, we haven't got a story yet, we haven't got a story. Yeah. And then eventually... And then, he was, then he was like, oh, we've got... Well, I'm directing it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write it anymore. And then they, then they went, oh well, apparently it's been delayed. And he says, uh, uh, have you dropped out? And he said, no. The only reason I drop out of a film like this is if the the screenplay was bad. But I'm, um, I'm on board for it. And then it's like, I've dropped out. And it's like saying, are you saying then that the screenplay is terrible? <laughs> and then it feels like have they gone back to. I, d I can't work out if they're ma the directors now. That guy Matt Reeves, isn't it? Yeah. Who did the last? Did he do Cloverfield? Yeah, he d I think he did, didn't he? I, I think he'll be great, and I also think Robert Pattinson is, a, yeah, is yeah. a great choice. I think you know, I mean, he can act, and um, and what didn't occur to me is uh, that everyone is basing, um, everyone is basing. Uh, their hatred of Robert Pattinson on the Twilight movies because that's the most mainstream he does. Mm. Most people don't. Most people aren't going. Oh, he makes loads of indie films. Mm. Didn't he do a David Cronenberg film? Yeah. And it's kind of like so he makes all of these uh, small films, which the majority of people don't know. So they're ju judging it all on. Oh, you got the guy out of Twilight doing it, and it's kind of like I've never seen any of the Twilight films. No, I haven't. He's going to be fine. Uh, I. It's disappointing that Ben Affleck didn't get a crack at it. Uh, doing yeah. that one good. Well, I would imagine that, that that's the only thing that would make sense to me now, though, because they've, they've done this whole setup of that universe where they've gone the Ben Affleck Batman is twenty years in, and he's and you've got Robin's dead, and it's all that kind of stuff. I, I I was thinking about this the other day, but I just think you just think of those three films as the Superman trilogy. Yeah, you got Superman. You've got Man of Steel, and then you've got Batman versus Superman, and then you've got Justice League, and you go bang, 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 and then you get rid of them. Yeah, just yeah. and then they'll make um, Henry Henry Cavill is uh, going to be replaced um, because they'll need someone to go opposite uh, Robert Pattinson, and you can't have Superman 
from Ben Affleck Superman go up against the new Batman. You know, it won't make sense. Um, and but then the you've got this stuff now where all their um, suddenly their uh, Wonder Woman and yeah, Aquaman ones have just started making money. Joker is a standalone movie, and they're re introducing people to the concepts that these these films aren't connected. And so I just think you go, you've got the Henry Cavill Superman trilogy, and but you've what you've actually got is you've got Wonder Woman, uh, and the, you know I think Bruce Wayne sends us and a package in uh, in the first Wonder Woman film. They're just basically going to retcon it all and they're going to take what works and they're going to push ahead. Like, um, Aquaman was a big hit and uh, and I didn't see that. I've got no interest in that. I've got no interest in Justice League. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a really good Superman film. Uh, I say that, but, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in, in seeing... Uh, good stories told well, mm. you know. I mean, I really enjoyed uh, Mandy. And so, oh, look, the, you've left the door open, so we're all echoey. Um, I'm not like telling you how to do your job, but you should know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for my tea. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I don't give a. I, yeah, I don't like it exactly. Who gives a fuck? They're just, nah, they're, exactly. they're just big. I, honestly, we've, we've spent too long talking about superhero films. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't give. I don't really give a fuck. Mm. Um, I, I would. I'm more interested in seeing the Roger Corman Fantastic Four film because it's an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to watching a um, uh, a 200 million big budget. Uh, Fantastic Four movie that's been tampered with by the studio, and, and it's not even the film that anyone set out to make. And they are very common. It's like you can see four, four or five of them a year, I guess. Four, five, two hundred million dollar superhero films a year now. Mm. So yeah. they're not like uh, they're not like a rarity like they would have been twenty I, years ago. I, um, yeah, I think people are now thinking of the Marvel movies as like a like a cinematic TV series, and you go. It's what I've been saying all along, and mm -hmm. uh, and oh, it's just oh, I just don't care. I just don't care. The 2015 <laughs> movie Creed is a spin-off from which successful movie series? Uh, I'm gonna say Rocky, but uh, I'd be interested to see what the uh, the other ones is are. It a Raging Bull. Right. Is it B Marvel Universe? Is that really the okay? Is it C Star Wars? Or is it D, Star Trek? <laughs> so the answer there, you were wrong. Oh, okay. It was uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, yeah, so what did I watch this week? Uh, should I bother doing it now? What time is it? Yeah. Sure. I watched Turner and Hooch and K9. I had a double bill. Double bill of cop, cop and dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like back in the day, it was kind of like, uh, oh, that's the same film. Yeah. And uh, why have they met? Why, I think they came out the same year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 1990. Much, hey. um, can you look that up? Uh, like what year K9 and Turner and Hooch were? Turner and Hooch came out, and I think, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this, Turner and Hooch was Disney, and it had a Rog uh, Roger Rabbit short with it, as did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. So they after Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they did a couple of shorts before the movie. I don't think that that... I don't think the short came before that. It came before Honey and Shot and the Kids and Dick Tracy had one. I think they did three shorts. Maybe it was Turner and Hooch, but basically they had, I think they had more planned or they only released two. 
right? The Roger Rabbit shorts. And then uh, Steven Spielberg got upset with um, Disney over a ride. There was a ride that Stephen, I think it may have been like the E.T. ride or the Indiana Jones ride. Right. They closed one of Steven Spielberg's rides based on his properties and he uh, got pissed off. So um, he took... Uh, now, what is the story here? 1989, they were made. But it would be the right year, so maybe Roger Rabbit came before that. And around the same time, in fact, it would have been almost exactly the same time, I remember being really excited about the... the prospect of the Simpsons so I'd sort of see it referenced and things and they had a Simpsons short which I think would probably be one of those Tracy Ullman's that they were advertising as being on before uh, Die Hard 2 really yeah well they're watching Die Hard uh, they're watching the Simpsons on a plane in Die Hard yeah Two. And it was advertised as if you would go and see it, you could see a little Simpsons. Oh, really? It. Well, I just remember that when Do the Bartman went to number one, that was the closest that you'd get if you didn't have Sky yeah. to seeing an episode on top, was, on top yeah. of the pops. Very yeah. much so. You'd have this. And I was sort of aware of it, reading things about this thing coming out, and it all sounded very exciting. And uh, and I remember really wanting, I think that was my main thing at the time for wanting to go and see Die Hard 2. Right. When I was a 15 and going, I can't, I can't see. Can't see The Simpsons. The only reason I went to see Cool Runnings at the cinema was because uh, I figured that there'd be a trailer for Naked Gun 33 and a third before it. And was there? There was. Hello. And then the film was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, everyone wins. Well, that was um, that big thing when that Meet Joe Black film came out, wasn't there? That it was like, there's a Phantom Menace trailer before Meet Joe uh, Black. Is that, was that it? And then Meet Joe Black, people would watch the trailer and walk out. Yeah. Um, but Steven Spielberg basically fell out with Disney and then he said, right, you're not having any more Roger Rabbit because he owned... Uh, okay. It was a co-production between... Um, oh, well, it was a Disney movie, but they um, Steven Spielberg produced it. So I think it was Amblin and, and Disney. Disney. And then he just said, right, you're not having any more Roger Rabbit shorts. Which is a shame because they were really good. But they were on before... Um, uh, yeah, they were on before. There was one before Dick Tracy and one before Honey and the Kids, and there may have been Turner and Hooch. Anyway, watch Turner and Hooch and K9. Um, obviously, everyone loves Tom Hanks. Uh, nobody is a massive fan of Jim Belushi. Yeah. Um, K9 is the better film. That's what I wondered. That's I what I'm saying. Contra- it's controversial, but K9 is a better film. I saw K9 in the cinema twice, and that makes me think that as a kid, it was obviously something I was really into. Well, I feel like Turner and Hooch was a 15, uh, no, Turner and Hooch was a PG, and K9 was a 15. Or was it? I think it was. Well, I, I, I saw it at the cinema, though, so I think in. I can't imagine I'd have got in if it was a. But where did you grow up? In London. So, no, I wouldn't have gone to see a 15. It must have been a 12 at the cinema. Maybe it's 15 on maybe, VHS. Maybe 10 and Hooch was a 12. It, was, it would have been a 15 on VHS because they didn't introduce 12s yeah. till a lot later. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I just remember seeing Turn, uh, K9 in the video shop. Um, and my sister, I think it must have been a 12. I didn't go and see Turner and Hooch at the cinema. My sister did. Uh, so it might have been a 12. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's really unlikable. It's got Mayor Winningham in it. and Sarah and Hooch. Yeah, and I cannot abide her. Um, she just ruins every film that she's <laughs> in for me. Um, uh, and Tom Hanks is... Uh, it's kind of like... They go so over the top showing um, uh, how... 
uh, Prissy, his character is like, you know, he's sort of like, he's a real yuppie and he likes everything neat. And, but they go so far with that that it's sort of like, okay. You just gotta go, there's a more realistic way of doing this because it's not a cartoon, you know, it's not meant to be mm. that broad, but it's just so broad the way they, they set him up. And then the dog turns, and I basically, it's just sort of, I just do not enjoy it. Mm. Um, it's only recently, like in the last sort of 10 years, that, that those kind of live action Disney movies have kind of escaped those sort of 70s, 60s, 70s live action ones. Their kind of comedies are always broader, aren't they? Um, than the sort of even things that are equivalent at the time they're not really they never feel particularly contemporary um, I just feel like I, I, don't, I don't really know I don't really agree with that in terms of Tone and Hooch I felt like it was of its era but I feel like it's just it's a very grey film and then Craig T. Nelson, who I absolutely love, he's in it, but he's in it like he's the chief and he's in it for like one scene. And you go, well, he's the bad guy because he's not like Tom Hanks big, but he's Craig yeah, T. Yeah. Nelson, you know, I know his name. And so it's like there's nothing going on in it. And the comedy's not funny and the dog is like, it's is is more disgusting than lovable. And then you've got Mayor Winningham in it. And uh, and you've got Tom Hanks and Mayor Winningham fucking, and you go, those are two people that I don't really want to see fucking, and um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just this really. And then you've got K Nine with Jim Belushi, and it's kind of like I would say in the Tom Hanks canon of films, uh, Turner and Hooch is way down the list. Yeah. Whereas on the Jim Belushi canon of films, K <laughs> Nine is his best film. <laughs> it's like you go, wow, he absolutely smashes it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when I said I saw Red Heat the other week, yeah. and it's kind of difficult to really tell what Jim Belushi was aiming for in that film. Is he a is he a, he's meant to be a comedy sidekick, but they've given him no jokes. So it's just basically him kind of like trying to push the comedy as much as he can in quite a straight role. Uh, and um, and I guess because it, it's Walter Hill, it's basically him trying to redo like the 48 hours thing, getting mm. kind of like... Um, oh, is that Walter Hill? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, Red Heat. Sorry, I was thinking of K-9. Uh, but K-9, K- I can't remember who directed K-9. Um, but K-9 is kind of like, Jim Belushi is great in it. He's really funny. He's good with the... Not like really funny as in, ha, 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 like laugh out loud, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but he's like funny and kind of like um, the jokes land. His relationship with the dog is like like spot on. Uh, he's got like a kind of like a nice romantic uh, storyline going on. The um, uh, it's all sort of like put in this kind of believable world where the dog kind of like disrupts his life. But that I just thought that they. T- I remembered Canine being the lesser of the films. And then when I watched them, I was just like, Turner and Hooch is so boring and dull-looking and annoying. And uh, Canine, I was just like, oh, I really, I really enjoy this film. Okay. Um, and it made me want to watch K911, the sequel. Oh, yes. And it's kind of weird that they made, like... Uh, like when, so when did they make that? Like 2005, maybe? <laughs> and you go, they made a latter-day straight-to-video sequel to K9. I suppose that's like... Even if it's straight to video, the quality can't drop that much because you can't imagine the original being that big a budget. Yeah, but yeah. I I don't remember K9 being at the cinema. I remember K9 just being on TV all the time. Right. Um, but yeah. Anyway. I remember. Yeah, I remember loving it. I saw it twice, 
And I remember both times getting quite choked up at the end when I thought the dog had died. Uh, so the dog dies in ca- uh, in Turn and Hooch, doesn't uh, yeah. it? I couldn't remember. Genuinely, I was watching them both going, which one? I, can't, I know the dog dies in one of them, but not both. And uh, so it was a real kind of like... And canine, the dog is I shot, wasn't, right? And to be comes fair... Back, is, is fine. Yeah, but to be fair, I wasn't watching them simultaneously side by side on the set. So as soon as the dog didn't die in one of them, I knew that... Mm. I watched Canine first. I thought the dog died in Canine because it was the 15. It was the edgier mm. one. And then when... Does he take it to a regular hospital? Is that how it... Yeah. It's great. It's just really good. I just think that I, 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 he's really good in it. And because um, uh, of that, that book that uh, Nick D. Semlian mm-hmm. uh, wrote, I'm still reading it um, in Edinburgh. Uh, what's the revelation... All right, I guess it's here. What's the revelation is like going back and watching all those films. I don't know why, I don't know why, but I always thought of John Candy and Rick Moranis as actors that kind of like were in these films, and I don't know why that is. But they all started off on SNL as well. Well, no, they they SCTV, which was the Canadian equivalent of Saturday Night Live, was John Candy. And then you look back on it and you go, yeah, of course, John Candy started out, you know, he had a part in the Blues Brothers and he was in 1941 and then he was in Splash and uh, uh, and Tom Hanks was like mates mm. with all of the like, Saturday Night Live people. Yeah, it's funny that he had that sort of career as well, didn't he? Hanks started in those sort of similar movies and yet wasn't from that kind of background. But I always think of Steve Martin as the comedian and mm. then you've got the actor the comedy actor John Candy in the, but he's not, he was a comedian as well and mm. I never ever thought of him like that so Planes, Trains and Automobiles is kind of like you've got Steve Martin and he used to guest on Saturday Night Live and then you've got John Candy from the Canadian thing and you, you put them together and then you go actually John Hughes made uh, five films with John Candy uh, he did um, uh, oh, yeah. The Original Vacation uh, John Candy got paid one million dollars to turn up to be the security guard nah. at the end of vacation three days work and you go, that's so early in his career as well. So you've got John Candy uh, was in uh, Vacation. He was in uh, The Great Outdoors. He was in uh, Home Alone. He was in Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And he was in Uncle, Uncle Buck. Yeah. And you go, oh, right. That, so it, in many ways, John Candy was the backbone to those John Hughes movies. Yes, as opposed funny. to this guy that pops up here and there. Mm. He was just sort of like, he was such a big part of all of that. Yeah. And it's funny that uh, John Hughes' legacy is almost like, yeah, Molly Ringwald. You don't think John uh, Candy, John Candy, and yet you go, he'll have done more. And He's probably done the most with. I just didn't think of John Candy as that big. He's in Stripes. I mean, I didn't think of him as that big. You know, Stripes with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, and it's just weird. I never thought of him in in that same bracket of the Saturday Night Live lot. Um, and he and he was, you mm. know, uh, just. It was just really weird. I just it's it's kind of like you think you know something all your life, and then all of a sudden something comes on, so and it think just you know someone. But it just sort of like just twists your perspective on yes, something, yes. and you go, oh, I never thought of it like that. And then it makes more sense. Same with Rick Moranis. I mean, he kind of like, like the the Rick Moranis role in Ghostbusters was written for John Candy, and then John Candy didn't do it, and then Rick Moranis did it. And it was kind of like, you know, they, they, swapped, they swapped each other out, but they all came from the same place. Um, right, can play a song, then we're going to get our guest. Uh, what's your song? Uh, what is my song? Come on, mate. Right. 
Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club uh, on Foobar Radio. Hello, uh, hello, hello. That was Julian Cope. That was Julian Cope. Uh, wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan of that, but I coped with it. <laughs> Stuff like that. Isn't it? It's just it's world. World, shut your mouth, but don't shut your mouth, because otherwise I won't hear us on Fubar Radio. But well, uh, don't shut our mouth. Don't shut our mouth. We're joined in the studio now by Naomi McDonald. Hello. Uh, hello. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, impressionist. Yeah. Comedian. Yep. Uh, actor. Yep. Uh, do you do singer. singer? You do it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you and um, Nick yeah. know each other, but I, I, I've never met you. No. Where did you meet? Did we gig together, or did I, I see you at a gig? Um, I met you before you met me at Latitude in 2007. How did and I, I, didn't, I didn't meet you, but I, I was like, this guy's great. I watched you. Oh, really? Yeah, is that weird? Oh, really? Um, and I was like, he's cool. And then then I think we met first time was in Camden. Yeah. Upstairs. I think so. Yeah. That's when I saw you. Uh, you. I think you are... I've been trying to get you on this show for ages. Have you? And I think <laughs> you are an exceptional talent. I think we were talking about having you on last year. Right? Yeah. Stop I've it. literally... You were on my last first Edinburgh. list of people I wanted on the radio. Aww. And uh, I also... Uh, I tell everyone about how good you are. That's so um, nice. Uh, what I... I think is great about you is you do impressions and I love I love impressions yeah right um, and uh, I j- maybe I love impressions more than I love uh, impression shows right I'm not sure if they've ever known what I like about the trip is it's like they found a format to do like an impression show right yeah which is kind of like n- not like wigs and makeup and stuff <laughs> yeah. but um but what but if I, someone can nail it, what like, I like about you, what you do is you do impressions of people that I didn't know what they sounded like until you do them, <laughs> and then I'll go, "Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't even know that they had a voice. I didn't mm. even know that I knew what Davina McCall sounded niche. like." <laughs> but it's but in a way that you just like you absolutely fucking nail it, and oh. then you go, "Oh my god, I just think it's so yeah." Oh, thanks. It's a proper skill, and you <laughs> sing. It, like the people sound and you go I didn't yeah. know that I knew uh, what that person sounded like you know yeah yeah I, I like that sort of surprise I, I've seen it in the audience like if I sing the first line of Ellie Goulding yeah I've seen them go oh yeah you know like this yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. kick which is quite cool to see I, well, it's really cool because you don't just like roll out all the standards and kind of like you see everyone do like Michael Caine impressions mm. and kind of especially when you're watching it on a show yeah. like, I'm not sure how good Paul Whitehouse's Michael Caine is but because he's wearing <laughs> the glasses and he's got the wig you go oh, that's yeah. Michael but Caine. I think they kind of create a character don't they well, that's what I was and that's a say. slightly different thing and I actually do appreciate that because I with impressions you do definitely think some of this audience they, they don't know who the hell I'm doing mm. so you do hope please just enjoy this character and I know that I mean my sister she's my director as well and we have great relationship where she can be like you need to listen to Sharon Osbourne again and I'm like am I just doing an old woman she's like yeah you sort of like veered <laughs> off of it yeah. I'm just doing a character that I enjoy and she's I like was- have a listen it's funny with the impressionists because you sort of see I think it's like do you know that thing about the, the four minute mile that apparently before Roger Bannister ran the four minute mile yeah. everyone said that's impossible and then he did it and then suddenly a year later everyone was able to do it because oh, wow. someone had seen it done oh, and I believe. think with impressions it's something like it's not um, it's only when one person nails it yeah, that all the other impressionists yeah. go oh yeah like that <laughs> yeah but yeah. Th- but that's the thing amongst impressionist circles mm. is that people 
steal each other's bits. Yeah, it, I was I was yeah. talking about Amer- the American impressionists, and they were like somebody nailed. Oh, it was about Saturday Night Live, and yeah. uh, was it Dana Carvey did an impression, and then somebody else. Oh no, it wasn't Dana Carvey. I think Dana Carvey. Was it Kristen Wiig? She does really no, good impressions. It was the Dana Carvey era. Oh right, and it okay. was kind of and Dana, somebody somebody nailed one of the presidents, and then uh, <laughs> the next week it was given to uh, Dana Carvey to do, and it was kind of like, uh, and he kind of like borrowed a bit of. I don't know if it was Dana Carvey. I can't remember what order <laughs> it was in, but I was listening to something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, but my dad said as well um, that he remembers Alistair McGowan. I can't remember who he was doing, but he did an impression of someone and did them doing something like, blah, 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 or something. Did this thing at the end every time. And someone met that guy. I mean, it's not a very good anecdote if I can't remember who the person was. But anyway, they interviewed the real guy and said, you know, why do you do that thing? You know, Alistair McGowan does you. And he said, I've never said that in my life. Like, Alistair <laughs> McGowan gave him that thing that everyone thought was associated yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's so. like the Barry Norman saying, and why not? Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, and Barry Norman didn't, didn't really say that. Um, yeah, I like to make them say shit or do shit that they don't do. I but think that's fun. Also, the, uh, people can't do Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions without going, ah! <laughs> oh, aren't you? <laughs> and it's just kind of like, and that's not a thing that he really does. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like, that's the thing that... Anyway. Mm. Do you find that, that you have to have a sentence or something that gets you into the... And it's the same sentence with each person? Yeah, it can be literally one word. Like, it's so much easier to improvise it than someone give you a script to do it. Sure. I mean, so it's just like with Cheryl Cole, I just go, hey, like, or, ooh, like, just something, just to, like, yeah, get right. myself... But, like, yeah, I, I do weird stuff when I'm doing my videos. <laughs> your, videos are, your videos are incredible. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not really big on, I mean, this is a weird thing saying, but I'm not really big on popular culture. Right. Even though this is what the entire show is <laughs> I'm about. I'm not really either. My, like, my interest in popular <laughs> culture sort of, like, peaked in the early 90s. And, um, but so when you can do, like, an impression of uh, Cheryl Cole, and I go, yeah, that's exactly right. It's kind of weird that that has actually seeped into my consciousness in mm. the first place. Yeah. Because I don't watch those shows. No, and I, and to be honest, I really I get quite bored with all those things as well, so that's why I literally just take it out of context and just have Cheryl Cole talking about falafels. So, <laughs> so right, let's, let's, right, let's, let's we've, we've jumped in a bit. Yeah. So, right, you're doing Edinburgh. Yes. Where are you on? Uh, uh, I can't even get that. You're going into one of your impressions. <laughs> wanted to tell you the name of it first. I don't know why. I am at the Just the Tonic... I can't speak. Just I'm at the Just tonic. the Tonic Caves. The if caves. I'm not talking about impressions, I can't speak. <laughs> Just the Tonic Caves. And what's your show called? It's called Copycat. And where are you on? <laughs> at Just the Tonic. When, when are you on? When are you on? <laughs> I'm on at 10 to 9. 10 to 9. This I'm is so happening happy. now so as well. Yeah. Of course, 10 to 9. 10 to 9 a.m. No bloody way. In the evening. Okay. I'm I'm such yeah. a diva. Right, I've done two Edinburghs. I'd probably say no if it wasn't in between like uh, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. The only person that does mornings is Daniel Kitson. Yeah, and that's because he hates his audience. Okay, so that <laughs> works for him. <laughs> so that, so no, no, no one's doing mornings. No, but um, I admire people that do. But no, you don't. <laughs> If you, I'd if you did, you'd go and see him. Um, <laughs> fuck those people. Uh, yeah, nine, nine, nine's good start. Ten to nine's all right, isn't it? That's it's when comedy time. is. No one wants to get up in the morning yeah. sober and go and see comedy. You Not to... really. Although hungover, a hungover show is fun. Uh, one of the best shows Thank I God. saw was Tony Law at Midday. Exactly. And Midday was great, right? Mm. But Tony, I went with my dad to see Tony Law and it was really, really... Um, mm. 
Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and you appreciated him getting up at 10 or whatever, or maybe like half 11 and running I didn't appreciate that. Okay. I would have probably enjoyed it later, but that was when he was on, so I watched him. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Just thinking about your mile thing, uh, I was the first student at my uh, secondary school to ever be awarded 100% for drama. What? 100%. Yeah, and then the next year they were fucking giving them out. Ah. <laughs> like, oh, right. The Helm Award. Uh, well done. Yeah, thank you. I was, it was uh, hmm, 20 years ago now, <laughs> but I'm still uh, dining still off of it. Still got it. Yeah, wow. Um, so, <laughs> uh, right, so that's that. Yeah. Um, now, what, uh, how many Edinburgh's have you done? I've done, I did News Review in 2016. I did News Review. Did you? In 2016. Eight. Wow. What was your poster for News Review in 2016? Oh, we had... It's always quite... A, like, oh, it's I, didn't do, a, I didn't do Edinburgh. I did the Canal Cafe. Oh, right. Uh, we were a hated cast. <laughs> nobody... <laughs> Sarah Pascoe directed us and nobody... Uh, the, the writers would come and we'd have rewritten all of their stuff cause, or just thrown it out because it was awful. <laughs> and, uh, they were, and some of them lived out of London, so they'd travel into London and they'd come and see oh, the show. God. And they'd have been given credits because they had to have been credited right. and paid. Yeah, and then you'd chuck it out. And then we'd chuck it out because it was all awful. Um, but um, So nobody liked us. And so when they did Edinburgh, we were kind of like uh, forgot about. Oh, but that's, that's fine. Neat. But you did Edinburgh at Canal Cafe I, and then you made the final curse. Yeah, d- yeah. I, yeah, I did it in I did it in 2015 they asked me to do Edinburgh and I couldn't I was away that summer so it came round to the next year and I was literally like emailing like please please let me because I had <laughs> such an urge to go to Edinburgh I was like yeah. please so because they usually get the, the people of that year but whatever I'm like it wasn't that long ago so yeah so I did um, Edinburgh 2016 at the Pleasance it was phenomenal everyone said to me you'll never enjoy the fringe again because it's like the you know, you just get treated well. You've got nice audiences. That was your first Edinburgh at the Pleasance? That was my first. Fucking hell. Yeah. Because... Started at the top, now we're here. <laughs> took me... Uh, took me... Uh, 1997, when was my first Pleasance? 2011. So it took me... Yeah, like 14 years to get to Pleasance. <laughs> it's not a competition, um, no? <laughs> no, it's not a competition, but I mean, it's like... When no, but that's a different to doing a... It's not, it wasn't my solo show. But what, what, what venue were you in at the Pleasance? Um, the Beyond. The Beyond. Right. In, yeah. It's um, it's the th- it's about three hundred and fifty seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's oh, just no, a dream. Name. It's a dream yeah. job to do at the Fringe. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. So then the year after that, I thought in two thousand seventeen, I was like, because everyone was like, why don't you do your own show? And I was like, oh my god, what an hour show! Shut up, like too much. So I went back in two thousand seventeen. I was like, I'm just going to go up and be a punter again. That'll be so fun. It's not worst decision of my life. I think I had like a panic attack whilst I was there, and then like left a day early because I was like, I can't. I'm so jealous, and it just feels weird. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Don't don't go up as a performer if, if you if you're have a performer. Yeah. Not unless you're over it, like so over it, maybe. I just I find it impossible because I've I've only been up as a punter once, mm. and I was just like, what's the point? I go up every weird. year, whether I'm on or not. Yeah, I but you're a like, different breed. You're a nice person. You're not competitive. <laughs> you're nice mm. uh, to your own detriment. No, it is. They don't really achieve anything. <laughs> you could be. Yeah, that's great. I love that. You but could I just do felt a bit more of a cunt. So it basically yeah. made me go shit. Oh, and I saw Colin Holt's show at the Pleasance that year, 
doing Anaman, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I hope he it was, dies. A, it was, I yeah. Hope he dies. <laughs> I literally just went. It was that moment where I went, "Oh my god!" I'm so inspired. I'm writing a show. Oh really? So, uh, yeah. I just went, "Oh man, that's so good," and I just had. Yeah, I, I think I, I need to see good, but I quite like that. I think I need yeah. to see something good to make me go right. Yeah, that's what it did to me. I was sure. like, I want. To I'll see show that. you something yeah. half as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hmm. the following year, I went back, but I did it very last minute. I didn't know you had to apply so early. So oh really? I, was, I mean, it makes me feel a bit sick. When to did think you do your it. first gig? Um, 2015. That was the, the news review thing. Uh, no, sorry. It was that year, but at the end of the year, after News Review, uh, News Review inspired me to do my own, get up and do a bit of comedy on my own right, thing. Right, okay. So, so you um, started with doing like, group stuff and then you went... Yeah. There. So when then I, I saw solo, you... But I'd been doing YouTube stuff on my own for a, a long time. So, but when I saw you, that yeah. must have been, that must that have been quite 16, early. That was wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was about a year in, I think. Oh, wow. You were so good. Oh, You're so good I that I've been so talking about you ever on. since. I was like... <laughs> I don't, remember, I don't remember being on. I just remember, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, funny. It was just so good. Um, what <laughs> was your first impression that you did? Um, I was asked this the other day and I just wrote a stupid answer, like my great-great-aunt, but it's true. I, I can't really remember celebrity-wise. Probably like someone off Big Brother. Right. Like Narinda off Big Brother. Bubble! No one remembers who that is, but see, know. that's my style. <laughs> <laughs> see, and you're gonna afterwards, you're gonna hear Narinda from Big Brother on YouTube, Cliff, and you're gonna go, "God, that was good." That was really good. <laughs> um, Maybe Katie Price. Oh uh, yeah, I think she was my first. Um, me and Nat are really good at impressions. Yeah, sorry, I should have asked. Yeah, What's yeah. your best impression? Uh, Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen, maybe. <gasps> Damn yeah. yeah. Talk to each other. And what's yours? Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. <laughs> Christopher Lee, that's my impression. Christopher Lee. Yeah. So, I don't actually know who Christopher Lee is. No. That's it. This is like, very much the Narinda of his day. Of the Hammer Horror Circle. But don't you think it's good to just say you don't know? I'm fed up of lying. I feel like I turned I 30 and I went, when people say to me, and you'll never guess what, Janet Sharp was there. I'm not doing this anymore. What? If yeah. I don't know who it is, I just go, who the fuck is Janet Sharp? People do that all the time. They come up to me and they say, hello, Nick. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I was uh, I was the DOP on that project you did. And I go, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I understand the cameras were pointing at me. Okay, um, good on so, you. So uh, well, I'm yeah. not going to go around learning everyone's names. <laughs> yeah. I did that on one project and I couldn't remember my lines. So fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, no, no point in not knowing your lines, but knowing who the continuity woman is. Uh, fucking, uh, I got you these, by the way. No. Yes. Yum. Candy sticks. Just candy some candy sticks. sticks. Oh, a tattoo on them. Um, Thank you. So. Love that. Um, 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 uh, right. Yeah. So you, you you did an hour last year. I did an hour. And. But for two weeks, I was only given two weeks. That's all I could get. So and this ever, is like your first month. Yeah. Where were you on last year? Um, it was a it was with Laughing Horse at Fireside, which was just behind the Waverley Arches, behind the station. Oh yeah. th- not behind the arches. Behind the station was those arches. Underneath the arches, was it like that? Just like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. What was that? <laughs> See, that was well, a moment I where I pretended. Is that a song? 
yeah. Is that a real song? Yeah, yeah. And underneath the heart. Is it <laughs> like Norman, a musical. It's a Norman Wisdom. It's a musical figure. I'm going to use that as good. my walk on. This <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't I'll come on and do it live. You're not in the arches. Oh, do, you know any, do you know any songs about caves? Yeah, I need cave songs. Underneath the caves. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah it was. Um, it was a... It was a interesting. It was an amazing venue, but it was yeah behind the station. Yeah. But, um, so the two weeks. Did you get good audiences? Yeah. Did I the second. It was like the third day that we like packed out the room of like forty, and I nearly threw up everywhere. I felt like I was in a weird dream. <laughs> yeah. I did fly the shit out of it. Yeah, I right. was really because I'm an actor. Do you fly at it at, in character? Yeah, I was doing all of that stuff that like most straight stand-ups would be like. Oh, what a twat! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought I just need to go for this because I did it all on my own there was no this is not a sub story by the way but genuinely there was no one else with me and I just I I got someone to flyer for me but other than that I was like I there's no one's gonna know who I am there's not even posters up really But when you, I had a similar thing uh, in 2009 where I didn't have posters Um, I was meant to do a show with two other comedians who dropped out two months before I went up and so I had to do an hour I wasn't gonna do an hour either I was scared I was not scared but I thought like I'm not arrogant enough to think that I could do an hour yeah it's a lot to say you're gonna sit down and listen to me for an hour feels a bit weird and then uh, and then we we fly that and uh, with stuff that we photocopied from we had to go down to the photo, you know, 20p a sheet yeah. and we'd cut them up and then we'd hand out these things. Ah. And then, and we, that the same thing, it kind of like it's a good um, way to start, I think. You know, just do it. I mean, it was hell, but that's what it all used to be like. It used to be yeah. kind of like just um, going up with your friends and stuff and trying, yeah. to, trying to get stuff done. And it's just all so different now, but yeah. it's all so different. And by different, I mean worse. <laughs> um, but right, so when you were saying you did it all by yourself and all of that, yeah. but before then you said uh, that you sold out the show, but you said we sold out the show. Oh, but that was news of you. No, but oh, you sorry. said you said about oh. the laughing horse one. Well, I mean, on the second day we sold it, we sold it out. Oh, I guess I was thinking about do you find it difficult to take uh, credit for stuff that you've done? Um, like therapy yeah. now. <laughs> I talk about my shows yeah, I like that's true. I th- uh, all of the good stuff about my shows. I say we. Oh, that's like we, uh, we, we we went on and I'll talk about previews that I literally went by myself, did material that I'd written by myself. Okay. Uh, went home by myself <laughs> and then they say how did it go and I'll say oh we did alright <laughs> you know like it, there was a team of people doing it well I suppose I'm, I, I'm, I am thinking of like the guy that flyered for me Never. And the the tech technician Gary Tro did my teching for Gary, Gary. Tro. Yeah. Hello, Hello and, Gary. And, looks like yeah. Bill Paxton. Hi, Gary. It does look like Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Do you know who yeah, Bill Paxton great. is? No. Just so you don't know. Oh, it's it was too quick. <laughs> it wasn't on. a long anecdote where I could go. Can you do Bill Paxton? Go, Can you do Bill Paxton? Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. He did. That's he did die, didn't he? he did. oh. Wait, I do know. No, I don't. Twister. I was thinking He's of Parkinson. Ma- He's Twister. Bill Look, Paxton I don't know why I don't know who anyone is because I've tried to use age as an excuse, but we're probably all the same age, so let's just forget it. Uh, Bill do, you, do you want to say how old you are? 
Yeah. You don't have to? Yeah, just turn 30. Oh, yeah, we're all this about the same age. About the same age, then. Uh, yeah. About the same age. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a team. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. No, don't be stupid. <laughs> it's so silly to care about age. Uh, this whole yeah, thing about age. It's like, the 30-year-old. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> no, because... You've still got your knees. <laughs> not much, and my back is fucked. Okay? If you want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a joint. It was a joint effort. Like it was because it's just I didn't technically go up. People were like, "Who's your team? Who are you going up with?" I was like, "What?" Who was saying that? What fucking rancid Nazi was saying that? <laughs> Who's your fucking team? They were like, "Who are you going up with?" Because there was loads of "You're very brave," and I was like, "Okay." Lots of people going, "It's very lonely." I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. What? I mean, that was definitely like some people who just weren't doing it and I know they wanted to do it and they were like, it's I have very to, tough. I, I like, sort of have to go up there with like knowing, like I have to be in a flat where I've got my own room and oh, I know the people, yeah. Yeah. everyone else I have to know and approve and think like, yep, they are. They're 100%. Like, yeah. Okay, you know, I can't deal with sociopaths. No, and, uh, no, no. I, I nearly had a meltdown. A the, the apartment we had was so nice, but it had um, slippy floors, like laminated floors. And I, I nearly packed up and went home because I was, I was scared I was going to fall and break my neck on the first day we moved in. <laughs> That's how sensitive I am. I was just like, I think I'm going to have to go. <laughs> and then someone, I think it was my sister, was like, why don't you buy grippy socks? And I was like, okay. So I actually did a poster. <laughs> you don't want to have to buy special socks I just did. so you can walk in your own flat. My love, I wore grippy, I wore grippy socks Never for the month of I, August. I have to put socks on uh, in my flat uh, because the floors fucking hell covered in all sorts oh of dear. stuff oh wow yeah. cats no oh dear Nick no pets <laughs> oh no mind you it would, a pet wouldn't be that much of a mess because uh, it would at least lick, lick it up are we talking like spilling cereal <laughs> and stuff is that you just drop stuff and leave it sure cereal <laughs> we're talking about cereal um, oh so <laughs> how do you how do you get never mind like, socks I need to wear wellies <laughs> oh my hell. god I'm scared uh, I'm so, scared. so carry, carry on now that you were talking you were about to say how do you get into an employee how does it start do you think of the person and you go yeah. I'm going to try and do that person yeah I, th- I think of the per- I, if someone entertains me or I just find them stupid or annoying or funny or whatever but it's usually on the sort of stupid and annoying <laughs> stupid annoying side mm. then I just start I mean I, my, my YouTube videos used to be like 15 minutes long because I just each of the I just improvise whatever comes into my mind that I think I don't know just works for that character so Katie Price is just always on some weird rant because that's how she talks. She's always like that. So anyway, what I was going to say, and you don't, she doesn't know what she's going to even say. So then I'm just going to go on to the next thing and all that and all the rest. Anyway, whatever. And I just, I just <laughs> literally, until I feel as well that it sounds like them, yeah. then I'll like chop either side. <laughs> when it's live, you can't do that. But just kind of mess around with what they could say and be yeah, silly. Sure. Just be really silly. Um, so what was the format? of your show last year and how is the show this year different um last year i was too afraid to do the sort of segue bits in the middle as myself when I, I didn't know i was too afraid then i had decided it'd be good to use my character manda i had this northern character who does really bad makeup tutorials that was one of my first youtube characters and i 
Oh, as stand-up, this is the thing, when I first, I think you probably saw me, I went up as this character, like, hi, my name's Manda, and I just love celebrities. Um, you know, my favourite, you know, older celebrity woman would be Cher, and I do, I just have her introducing them. And so I then took that to the fringe as Mandy, and then <laughs> I did have people along the way just kind of going, who's Mandy? And like, is she a celebrity? And... Or people just thinking that was me, and that was very confusing when I actually had a name that was Naomi McDonald yeah, stardom, yeah, yeah. and then I'm coming out as Mandy doing share. So it was kind of it was a bit odd, but I don't want to say oh I'd never do that. I think it was good, it was different. Mm. But when I came back, a few people said, "Have you ever done it as yourself?" And I was like, "Oh, I get a bit. I feel like that's scary. That's like proper stand up as me." But then I realised I, it was it was exactly what I would have said, just with a northern accent. Right, yeah. And then there were some bits which were, like, more silly and kind of, mm. to her, it was more about her character. But So the, so then the, when I actually came back, I did the show for a bit in King's Cross at 2 North Down. And I just went, all right, I'll just try it as me. And then, yeah, so I've dropped that Mandy character. Yeah. And now it's very much me coming you can out. Kind of, you kind of take the pressure off yourself as well, because yeah. you're not... You're kind of you're the act, but you're not the uh, you're not the turn. You're yeah, not yeah. doing the bits. You can yeah. come out and go. So this, I'm going to do something funny in a minute. Yeah, but I don't even. You can sort of take the pressure off yourself. I don't. Well, right? I don't have to be funny. Yeah, but do we? I'm ever going think to that? do something funny in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. I think that'd be funny in itself, <laughs> wouldn't it? To just come yeah. out and be completely dead, <laughs> and then come to life and do a thing, and then go. Listen, guys, time. I don't have to be funny. <laughs> But. That's my attitude for my <laughs> career. I think that's a really <laughs> like, good attitude. I'll be funny if I want to be. Do you know what, though? And I think this is a problem in my act. I write things and go, there's jokes in it. I'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, good, that's me my, too. That's my attitude to it. I'm so I'm exactly getting to it in a bit. You're going to have a bit of a thing where there's not much funny stuff in but it. But that's good. And my... I'll get to a joke in a bit. Yeah. You won't find it funny unless you really understand what my dad is like. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a bit of backstory on that and then I'll do some jokes about it. I them. love that. That's good. I I get very scared of silences. My sister's always like, it's okay, let them breathe. And I'm like, but they didn't really laugh in that. And she's like, you were singing. They're listening like as well. They're, they're sometimes just listening. And I admire, because I've been, been, when I do the circuit, I see so many stand-ups doing jokes that take, you know, take a while. And I'm just in awe. I'm like, oh, my God, because I have to pull a face within, like, two seconds if they're not laughing. I do kind of, maybe as a character com- comedian, I'm a bit like, laugh now! I like that. I like, I like doing jokes as a comedian uh, that, you know, that the audience, yeah. you know, that there isn't an immediate laugh. That's and great. they'll kind of like listen for like an hour <laughs> and then I like the idea that like three days later they might that, there's yeah, the yeah. laugh we just don't there's hear the it there's the laugh <laughs> that's why I'm selfless in their own yeah. time I don't do it for my own immediate yeah. gra- uh, you know gratification we'll never see it we'll never I'll see never, it I'll never hear the laughs of my audience but I know that they're there yeah. No, they're out there somewhere because uh, doing the washing up three days later they have a little chuckle <laughs> that's how I like to think about it but, you know. um, are there any new uh, uh, we should play a song are there any new uh, uh, impressions that you put in this year that weren't in the last one yeah definitely well I've, ad- I've added new ones I've chucked some out and I've developed some so like Melania Trump used to come out and just be her, which was just this desperate housewife that needs to escape, and now she's becoming a singer. 
She's right. joining the Spice Girls because Victoria Beckham's pissed off. So now she's got a whole song that she sings to Trump and then it turns into a love song to Barack, Obby. Um, and like Lady Gaga's in there because I'm trying to be topical, guys. And she just did a film 12 months ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's I do spoof covers of songs. So Lady Gaga is singing about a sparrow instead of shallow. She's, yeah. Clever. So clever. And... Um, yeah, who else? Yeah, there's a few newbies. Theresa May's in it for now, and um, in a couple of days, I'll probably, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's hard to know. Do you just do women? Yeah, I did Bear Grylls last year, and it was a just generic man voice. Right, sure. <laughs> but people loved it, actually. I think that's really good, though. I, I like the idea of a generic man voice. Yeah, <laughs> it works. All, I like the idea that all men sound the same. <laughs> they sound the same. You two sound exactly the same to me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> who's talking now? Who's talking now? Look oh. who's talking. Look who's talking now. I mean, that's not me. Yeah, That's not him. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's not how I Play a song Play a song I was going to say Can you do an impression of me Because no one's ever done one of me And I will probably hate it But do it um, What do I sound like Nick Oh no this is going to be awful <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just say a Just say a, uh, a Sentence um, So yeah Come and see the show It's going to be brilliant right So yeah Come and see the show It's going to be brilliant right Oh <laughs> <laughs> just ended. On just ended. Radio. It just ended. Just ended. I told you before, right? I like the songs that fade out, right? Not the ones with abrupt finishes. That wasn't. That was how it ended. That's how it ended. Fucking. Really? It probably goes into another track on the uh, album. Um, it's my fault. I didn't realise uh, that I, I knew that song, yeah, and mate. I do love that. You love it. My all-time favourite uh, song is "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Uh, yeah. and people say what's your favourite Christmas song and I say no <laughs> favourite song oh what I want for Christmas is you they it's did that so much last year though they killed it they used it in adverts like I'll oh, stop ruining it I love it. that fucking song I, I don't thought, do you know I don't remember it coming out I always thought it was you the song you were just a twinkle in your dad's eye I, <laughs> I always thought it was the song from Home Alone 2 Lost in New York and then I realised it wasn't that was another song uh, I, I, no one wants to be alone at Christmas because apparently it was number oh. two the year that E17 were uh, really yeah so then it would have been stay 1992 on. stay another yeah, day yeah sounds about right but she's just uh, can you look it up beautiful nostalgia I just love it that song's just Oh, it's amazing. Um, all I Want for Christmas Is You is not my favourite song of all time. It's one of my favourite Christmas songs. And depending on what state of mind I'm at... It's a hard it can, question, isn't it? It can make me cry. I mean, it can make me cry in a, in a, really? while I'm shopping. <laughs> it's like the fucking best Christmas album ever was the uh, Candy Cane Lane one. Candy Cane Lane, ding, 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 
You never heard Candy Cane Lane? No. Uh, get, get Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane. Um, oh no my one God. knows what you're talking Cane... about, Nick. You've made it up. <laughs> You've made it up. The thing doesn't fucking stretch this far. <laughs> I'm trying to find Candy Cane Lane. Uh, talk about yourself. <laughs> so... Candy Why cane. should be talking to you, shouldn't I? Yeah, candy come on. Why bloody question? I mean, he's shouting candy. candy. Cane lane. You don't. <laughs> you have to shout. I've got to look up Candy Cane Lane. Is that the song or yeah, the, the song? Band the band. Or? I can't remember who sang it. It was a woman who looked like yes, <laughs> Sia. Her name's Sia, right? Sia. Yeah. Sia. The Not Sia now. The woman with the wig in her face. Yeah. What? Oh, the I one with the wig on her face? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Candy cane. Uh, why isn't that good? You I'm put it in Google the Google Drive. Drive oh, not God. In what? Is it impossible the search to do? Bar. Candy cane. Candy cane. <laughs> Lane. Christmas song. A Christmas song. Of course, it's a fucking Christmas song. Oh, my God. It's it was Sia. Uh, Sia. Oh, okay. I was so thinking old fashioned. So was I. I was thinking 90s. Yeah, oh, my God. It was so, and I thought it was like. Um, I thought it was like a Katy Perry song or something like that. And, uh, and then it was like Sia. And it was just like, Sia's oh, this woman will sing She brought out this Christmas album. And I thought it was fucking incredible, right? And um, I did not. And I had never heard of her, and so I thought she was like this new person that come along. And she's been around for fucking ages. She's in her um, she's in her forties, and it's zero seven. What's zero seven? You don't know zero seven. Don't know anything. No, I don't know anything. No, I don't know anything. (laughs) Zero seven at the same time as like Morsheba. Oh, right. Oh, Oh, fuck. Yeah, zero seven. She was the voice. I really um, want to play Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. What, I mean, what, what do you think I'm going on about? This is the most I've ever mentioned any song. And I've typed it in. Right. Anyway. Um, I found it really stressful to say what my favourite song was. Oh, God. It's not my favourite song of all time. No, but it's when very it, when easy to say what your favourite Christmas song is. Though. Do you feel yeah, like, it is do you feel like it's a thing where people are judging whatever the answer is? Yeah, my sister, had, uh, my sister Jess, I've got to give her a shout out. She, she keeps me sane. She just reminds me sometimes, like once I said, um, oh, I don't know what to wear, and she said, no, no one's going to be looking at you. 1994 is all I want <laughs> She meant Christmas. it in a nice way, but it's so true. You. Um, no, that, that made her sound mean. She'll say to me, like, who cares what your favourite song is? No, no one's going to judge you for it. And I'm like, yes, they will. They will judge me on everything. They will go home and say, why did she choose Mariah Carey? That's how sister, mad I am. What does your sister do? She she does the same. Um, she's in the same thing with like voiceovers, singing, cartoon voices. She's a, an all round talent and director, but um, she hasn't done like comedy on her own thus far. <laughs> what a but loser! But we might. <laughs> but what makes her boring? But she is much more. She's just um, she's just smart and not insane like me. Sure. <laughs> but she's wonderful, and we're like twins. And she's a director who, someone who performs as well, is like. Bonus. I've got to be honest. Um, I was looking up Candy Cane Lane, and I missed the beginning of all this. <laughs> I don't even know where it. What, what, we're what talking happened. about talking about Naomi's sister. Oh, just saying no, because we were saying how I cared about what choice of song. Oh yeah, sure. Because I thought you were going to judge me. Yeah, no, of course not. I do but also, that. songs are cyclical, aren't they? Yeah. You can have a favourite song at the moment. My favourite song was Sexual a while ago. Oh, I love that. That's a really good song. So can, good. What's, what's sexual? Um, just sexual. say you feel the way that you are feel. I'm sexual. We, we should be sexual. sexual. So good. What's this? No, my walkout music. Say you, my, uh, it's show. so high. Just say you she feel the it. way that I feel. 
I'm feeling sexual. Who's this? We should be sexual. No, I, don't. I don't know because there's loads of different versions of it. Never it's heard like it. Acoustic mind. versions. Have I? Like... Never heard it. They played it so. so much at one point. It's brilliant. <laughs> Have you heard this song? Anyone heard this? One? <laughs> sexual. Is it, just, <laughs> is it just me and Nick? <laughs> you made it up. I love it. <laughs> It sounds awful. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. It's, it's just me really and Nick can't song. sing it so good. It's a really good song. Me and John Robbins bonded over it because I had it as my walkout music. And he was doing his <gasps> show, uh, his, his breakup show, and uh, he was on directly after me. And he would hear it. And uh, it's by Naked. Um, naked. It's, uh, oh, let's get that for the playout music. If yeah. you're Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> Should we play it? Just play out with lots of music now. Oh, I mean, I really. I <laughs> when mean, when was that released? From what? When? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, like two years ago. Yeah, oh, two okay. years ago. That yeah. makes sense. Um, that's oh, why it's really good. And so, on the last day of my show, uh, John Robbins came out and uh, uh, he stripped off, uh, and I stripped off, and we danced half naked together what? on stage. Uh, just, I love that fucking song. It really gets you, doesn't oh, it? It's it gets so you going. Good. Oh my god! But Jesus Christ! Probably not. It's probably not my favourite song of all time. No. Do you know what I mean? And like, I really love uh, Alice Cooper, but I wouldn't be able. I'd be hard pressed to pick what my favourite. If something Alice was going to go was. round and round and round when you die. Just I would go. This is my favorite. Oh, if I was, if I was <laughs> dead, yeah. Um, if in I, your little grave. <laughs> on my uh, no, but on my at my funeral, yeah. I would uh, play music uh, that I hated. Okay. Uh, so that um, so that other people would not be able to listen to it without feeling really sad. So well, they would avoid it. Oh, good. Yeah, don't ruin songs at your funeral. That's really selfish, isn't it? When people play really lovely songs, you go. No, I'm I just still can't about- listen to Octopus's Garden. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have to play like a really sad song to try and manipulate people's emotions. Yeah, I so, want tears. Hang on, you've, no, you've never heard this? Is this Candy Cane Lane? Oh my god, just when it kicks in. Wait for the fucking chorus. <laughs> different colours then oh. you were so excited I felt like we all <laughs> I haven't heard it in like six months and uh, I, I gotta admit I listened to it's it so much summer. at Christmas that it made me sick but <laughs> I haven't heard it it's like having too much sugar yeah. um, I've had a rough year so far and that uh, is just <laughs> maybe I should just listen to that <laughs> That is I like think so. just maybe happiness. that's why you should be uh, I've never seen anyone look so happy 
Maybe that's my fucking that's my walkout music. Oh, just Naomi, yeah. do you have walk on and walk off music? Yeah, but I'm not proud of it. I'm just lazy. I didn't. No, I like the walk on millionaire. Papa, pa, I'm a millionaire. No, I don't care. I don't know that song. Um, Kelly's Andre 2000. Crow wrote it with her. It is really good. The beginning's like, and then it like builds up, and then I come on as Fan Cotton and do some dancing. I don't know that. No. Oh, God, we're going to have to play a million songs today. You'll have to listen to it afterwards. It's a tune, though. Okay, have you got sexual? <laughs> You're getting it, and you need to get this millionaire thing as well. We've only got uh, eight minutes. My walk-off's Jess Glynn. Ooh, 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 because I use that in the... Sh- and I want everyone to walk off feeling annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> play that if you Because you'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'll play. Am I, uh, what am I going to play at my funeral? I'm going to play uh, Angels. Robbie Williams. Mm. Really? You don't mm. like that. Who, who, who does? No, not me. Hate it. Hate it. I can't bear Robbie Williams. Yeah, actually. Time. I can't bear his voice, actually. What, I like can't bear his... Talking. He's got that thing I don't like. I think he and Elton John have got something that I really can't abide. <laughs> <Yeah>, it's that. <laughs> it's that. I'm to sing. <laughs> I can't bear that type of singing. Yeah, it's, it's it, not... It's, like, it's not um, with ease, is it? It's... It's, it's, it's like it's, it's English people doing an, in, an, an impression of what they imagine America sounds like. Okay. It's like Americans don't sound like that. <laughs> Most songs are done in an American accent. Yeah. But that is not how they sound. Just oh, just, be you, oh, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit um, forced. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to comment on uh, Robbie Williams. Who? No, like, who are we to judge? Uh, I am. I am. I, I can am. judge. Okay. But I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm Judge Robbie Williams. I'm Judge Judy and Executioner. going to sentence you to 10 years <laughs> of listening to my voice. Um, <sighs> Should we do the that game? Do you know what? A... Do you know, it's that sugar low. Yeah, I feel it's like that's like, what I'm having. I feel like I was like... <laughs> I feel like the Kenny yeah. Kane Lane just really kind of uh, put me on an emotional high and now I'm kind of it's crashing. a bit like an orgasm. Um, not like one of mine. No. <laughs> that reminds me, must buy wellies. Are you sharing a place with anyone this year? Uh, I Who am. are the lucky people? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Uh, 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 the, rather, the rather cum drenched Gareth Richards. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gareth, Gareth Richards, Poor I'm sharing with Gareth Richards. Nah, he's, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll get used to me. <laughs> Shall we do the game? Um, yeah, I feel like we haven't really. Uh, no, we haven't. No. We don't have to. We don't have to. Is better or worse, Naomi? Will you have to say with the next person is better or worse than the person before, based entirely on my own opinions? <laughs> okay. Beginning with Halle Berry. Okay. Is Sharon Stone better or worse than Halle Berry? Uh, better. Better, she is better. Is Tom Hardy better or worse than Sharon Stone? Oh, worse. Yeah, it might be worse. <laughs> it might be. Tom Hanks better or worse than Tom Hardy? Oh, oh better. 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 Yeah. Tom Holland, better or worse than Tom Hanks? Oh, God. Um, they both annoyed me on that. Um, worse. Worse. He is worse. Who is this? The Tom little Holland. Kid. The little kid. The little Spider-Man kid. It's oh. quite precocious. Worse, oh, than, worse. Right. Bit worse than Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's all right. He's done well. Tom yeah, Holland. but he's... 
up his own bum. Tom Hiddleston, better <laughs> or worse than Tom Holland. Worse, my love. Tom Hiddleston, very, very much very worse. Much worse. Tom Cruise, better or worse than Tom Hiddleston. Better. Better, yes. Uh, Tommy Walsh <laughs> from Ground Force, better or worse. Better, better than Tom Cruise. Better. Ooh, yeah, better. Worse. Oh. Tommy worse. Walsh, you Tommy really Walsh. like Tom Cruise, do you? Yeah, yeah, must be. You yeah. love him. So yeah, yeah, is Charlie Gimmick better or worse than Tommy Walsh? Oh, better. I, have better. You ever had, better. Have you ever had an even? Yeah, Alex Hitchmarsh, better or worse? Worse. Worse. Worse, correct. I think that's a niner. <gasps> eight, eight. Eight. Oh. Eight, sorry. You've done very well, but you're in the it's middle of the festival, score. but you've done, you, 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 you're, you're good. You're, you're in the top I'm bracket. I'm still here. You're in the top bracket. Um, uh, we can't, it's a pre-record, so it's like uh, you, you're equal to Nick de Semlian. But, uh, and you're better than Lloyd Griffith, The Last Skeptic, and Bronte Barbet. Yeah, good. Um, Let's keep it that way. Uh, <laughs> what was it? There's Alan Titchmarsh uh, uh, funeral care advert, and oh, he goes, yeah. he's, oh, he's in his planting shed, and he's like going, uh, "One day I'll be pushing up the daisies rather than planting them." And That's you go, a good impression. Alan, why are you planting daisies? <laughs> They're fucking, they're weeds. They naturally grow. You're a fucking top gardener. And you go, one day I'll be pushing up the days rather than planting them. You've lost your mind, Alan! You get a free pen. Of course you fucking do. Um, uh, what's your favourite impression? Um, oh, God. Probably fern cotton. Go on, go on. Um, well, I just find her really fun, and I just do her really over the top. Um, but anyway, it's no, but that's the thing. Like she's uh, absolutely nailed it. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks Nick. mate. Yeah, cheers, thanks, dude. <laughs> cheers, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I was quite pleased. That's really myself. good, Nat. Well, yeah, thank you, no problem. You did an amazing impression there. <laughs> from, good um, uh, No, that's really good because she's like one of those ones where you just like go. Oh, yeah. I don't think I know what Fern Cotton sounds like, and then you do it and you go, Yeah, she sounds exactly like that. <laughs> I like the singing as well, though the singing ones, but it's harder to do without backing track. But um, yeah, I like doing the sing songs as well. What's like your Adele. favorite voice? Oh, yeah, because I, like I remember you did did Adele before. Yeah, she sings about custard creams and um, share, so I can do all the. <laughs> At the end, that's good. That's good. Really good. But she's got one of them. It's yeah. like she sounds like a um, she's got a voice Cher. that you think <laughs> that Robbie Williams is actually trying to emulate Cher yes, yes, rather yes, than yes, yeah. you know Frank Sinatra. Do yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's been really a pleasure to have you on. So Thank you fun. for coming. Uh, we'd love you to come on again sometime in the future. Please. Um, and uh, uh, Edinburgh is oh, it is Edinburgh. So I'm glad that you're getting all of the reviews. And people. I mean, I'm just surprised. I never thought five stars all round. It's insane. It's incredible. It's, insane. it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> What's the name of your show again? Copycat. When's it on? 10 to 9 at Just the Tonic Caves, the fancy room. Brilliant. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. And we'll listen to you guys next week. No, you guys will be listening to us next week. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs>